Downstairs Pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned Downstairs Pub, I am your host and moderator for the evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder, the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf, and bellied up to the bar, a man who has gone on the record as thinking your tractor is sexy. The fabulous one, Freddie Benders. What's up, guys? That was a Kenny Chesney reference. He just played in Lexington last night. He did. That's what made me think of it. You know, he's like 55 years old. (laughs) I had no idea, man. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. 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 Not as good as Kenny Chesney, but we're hanging in there. Hey, it's still Derby Week. We had Thunder over Louisville, the... uh, the largest firework North American fireworks show, in case anyone didn't know it, to kick off uh, Derby Week weeks, and uh, there's always a little extra spirit in the air. Yeah, it was uh, Thunder was awesome. Uh, the weather ended up working out for us. Uh, it kicks off uh, two weeks of Derby season. Uh, Kentucky Derby will be. A what is it? A week from Saturday. Saturday. Yep, it's a week from Saturday. Uh, God, it comes fast. It does come fast. Next week, I did want to let everybody know. Next week, we will probably be recording on Tuesday night. Uh, because Tuesday. why is that? We why? Have... Because we're going to be partying every night. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, at the backside and. Uh, uh, doing all that stuff. Uh, I wish we were live at the backside. That's, yeah, I know. That's the backside of the track, not a cheap strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll work on that for uh, next year. I also wanted to to uh, make uh, make note quickly that uh, this is our twenty fifth episode, fellas. Dang. Episode oh. twenty five. Happy twenty five! Like Derby, they come Congratulations. fast. Which is. Pretty damn cool. Uh, when we started this, I'm not sure we had any idea of uh, where we where this thing would be going, or uh, if we would make it this far. But we have, and the reason that we have is because uh, people seem to like it, and we appreciate that. I always want to remind everybody: we are on social media at Blockout Pod on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Blackout, Blockout, Blockout Sports Pod. Already into Derby Week. <laughs> Blockout Sports Pod. Um, so give us a like. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend uh, every week. Actually, last week we had our second biggest, uh, whatever you want to call it, opening the first day that we released the podcast. It was our second most downloads we've ever had, and... Uh, we definitely thank you guys for that. And that was the episode that I think I was the drunkest what we did. So, uh, was, uh, <laughs> glad for all the people that got to listen to that one. Oh, it was great. F-bombs were flying. <laughs> um, we are going to get into a multitude of things tonight. Uh, 
obviously want to talk about NFL draft. Uh, we have a special guest here tonight with us to break down the NBA playoffs, and uh, we will be getting to that here in just a bit. Uh, wanted to open up tonight's show with the number one sports story on <clears throat> everybody's mind. The XFL playoffs, boys. The XFL playoffs are happening. They are coming up this weekend. Uh, and two of us here at the Blockout Sports Pod have a rooting interest, and one of us does not. One of them is not Kakal. Kakal uh, is staying home, boys. Kakal. Kakal. And it was interesting how that all happened to what work happened? out. What I happened? I still don't understand Can it. Can someone call in and explain to me what happened? It went to the fifth tie break. tie break and i clearly even the people on television that were broadcasting the games and the people that were doing the pregame didn't really understand exactly what needed to happen because they i saw it they said that uh because we scored 58 or whatever the game the night before right and they said that seattle it was seattle right mm-hmm. that seattle had to score 34 30, points 34 in their points. win they didn't but they still made the playoffs and kaka sadly they're like but, but at one point when they score at the end they go but they didn't get the magic number and i was like they make the playoffs but they didn't get the magic number and that's when i was like Wait a minute. What was the match for what? To like get a seed in the playoffs, a better seed? That's what I'm wondering. Well, there's what, only 30, two I'm wondering seeds. if 34 right. th- then I don't understand. They never I, I, have explained it. I, I don't I don't get I it. I think they would have explained it if they understood it. I, mean, I think those guys were just them. trying to get through the broadcast because they were as lost as we were. Yeah, well you saw McCarron and all of them. They were at the sports bar. Right. And they had the camera on all all of the battle hawks. Right. And they were like they it looked like they knew that it was over. I guess maybe someone informed them. But anyway, it's what a, a travesty that the face of the XFL didn't even make the postseason. Dude, right, like how can scene. you be the face of the league? How can you have the most fans? How can you and then you just and you get shafted out of a five way tie break fantasy style? Hmm. XFL is not for the faint of heart, brother. Well, I thought about burning my jersey, but I'm not. In disgust. <laughs> Already given up in year one. It's no. like the story of the Knicks until, <laughs> until this year. <laughs> That's right. They were going to burn their jerseys, but not now. My beloved uh, D.C. defenders. Have been course. running through the league. Oh, yeah. I mean. How did the Orlando game happen? Uh, it's one of the great mysteries of our time. I, I, I don't get it. That makes no sense to me. But good luck to you guys. We've got two great matchups this weekend. Saturday night kicks off the the, the playoffs where you have bitter in-state rivals, the Arlington Renegades versus the Houston Roughnecks. And I think uh, Arlington is 0-2 against the Roughnecks, so it's time to get that third win right now. Okay. It's always tough to beat a team three times, especially in the XF. And especially Bobby Stoops. Y'all got me ready now, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and then we roll in 3 o'clock on Sunday for the D.C. Defenders to live up to the hype and beat the Seattle Sea Dragons. Yes. 
who look like they're playing good ball right now. Might be the most talented team, top to bottom. I have no doubt in my mind that D.C. is a team of destiny. Jordan Tiamu. Right. He right. looks good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, he played great in, what was it, the USFL right. last year yep. or whatever, or two years ago? Well, the Sea Dragons have Josh Gordon. I mean, he's a pretty damn good wide receiver. He's... I mean, he was in like '98. Well, he, no, but he is now. But he's playing good in this league. Yeah, no, I mean, he is. It's like Pop Warner. No, man. it is. It's a. It's a. They have a good roster too. I really looking at it starting the season. I think we all agreed that the Vipers had the best roster from top to bottom. Right. They didn't even sniff the playoffs. No, that right. team was a disaster. And I, uh, I'm very much looking forward, obviously, to the XFL playoffs. But then when the XFL wraps up, fellas, it's time for you guys to select your USFL team. Oh, my gosh. I'm not even ready for this. Uh, we And we don't need to uh, jump into that tonight. Good, I want you to I'm think about it. Time. I want mm-hmm. you to look at, uh, look at the rosters and figure out your USFL team. I'm already on, on the record as saying that uh, my team is – the Michigan Panthers. Yeah, I'm I'm the uh, Birmingham uh, Steel. Isn't there a bandit ball? Isn't there a Memphis <laughs> Memphis something? If uh, if they maintained their original uh, steamboats, the Memphis Bells. They were the Ooh, they were the showboats in the original showboats. Uh, well, if they're the Memphis showboats now, without looking at the roster, I'm taking that one. I, I, I like the showboat name, and I just want some you showboat like to gamble gear. on the showboat. Yeah, I want some showboat <laughs> gear. I love it. Uh, we will uh, next week briefly touch on what happens in the XFL playoffs this weekend. Uh, next week, just to let everybody know, will be a very Derby-centric episode. Uh, we won't get into get much of that. Get ready for a lot of Freddy. Yes. <laughs> we won't get into much of that tonight because we have a lot of other stuff no, it's, to, it's to talk about. But uh, next week will be mostly Derby talk. Yeah, let the horses train right now. Let them train, boys. Right. Um, but I wanted to get into uh, here... Right now, the NBA playoffs. Um, a lot of people, this is when they start paying attention to professional basketball as playoff time. I, I'm not one of those people. I enjoy it the whole season, but a, but, but a lot of people do tune in. Uh, Casual fans. Mostly in the playoffs. Um, and as always, the NBA playoffs always deliver. They have delivered. Uh, the stars, centuries. the stars, as always, have delivered. Um, and to break down the uh, ins and outs of the NBA playoffs, we have a special guest with us tonight, and uh, he's a lifer NBA guy. He watches the games from beginning of the season all the way through, folks. Is, is that Detlef Shrimp over there? <laughs> <laughs> a uh, he's a friend of the show. And a, uh, a fountain of knowledge as it relates to the NBA, uh, Mr. Eric Eichenberger, or as he is known to all of us, Ike. Ike, welcome to the Blockout Sports Pod. It is great to have you here with us. Thank you, fellas. I uh, feel very honored to be here. I've enjoyed listening to you guys, and uh, let's do it. Um, for those that aren't aware, that don't know us or Ike personally, uh, Ike is a uh, longtime 
lifelong diehard Celtics fan. So I thought it only natural to uh, start with you, Ike, um, with your thoughts of your beloved Boston Celtics and uh, where they stand and uh, what you think of their chances going forward. Well, last night was a heartbreaker as mm-hmm. anyone watched the game. I mean, there's a lot going on there. You know, the NBA has changed a lot over the years and everything because of Steph Curry. You know, the Hawks have Trey Young. But last night, you know, sometimes I'm a big Marcus Smart fan, and I and I just mm, feel like – So is Tuna. And I just feel like, you know, defensive player of the year once or twice, always first-team defense. He doesn't always get the respect from the officials with his defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Having said that – it probably wasn't the smartest move to dive at Trey Young when we were up last night, one point. Even if, right. even if he did hit the ball, you know. And uh, I call them, you know, I call them the pigeons, the the hawks. But you know, <laughs> who who would have thought, you know, coming back to Boston without Murray, that we would lose that game? And and we had it all the way right there. But you know, fellas, I think. If you think about our coach situation and stuff, who would have thought we would be this good just replacing a coach the right. way we did? Right, right. I mean, the glass half full, you have to say that. You know, this is Joe Missoula, the little dude from West Virginia. I mean, shooting threes. I mean, Damon Stoudemire was the guy that I thought would have got the job, but it's Boston, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Robert Williams, if he can stay healthy. With those hands of his, I really feel confident that we're going to win the series. We're going to play Philly. Um, I just don't know if our guys really love the coach, you know. Okay. And and I'm not going into doom and gloom stuff and everything because we're going we're going to win this series. I'm I feel confident. I feel I feel, I feel I, that chart too. But yeah. I wanted to wrap it up last night, and uh, you know it. Grant Williams, think about it, Freddie. He hasn't really been in the rotation right. since he since he ran his mouth at the free throw. Yeah, I'm, I, I was looking <laughs> at the, right. looking at the bench right you know? now, and I don't see him anywhere on here. No, he's yeah, he's. But you know, one thing we can say about the NBA playoffs, there's always. I mean, Brad Stevens was big on this. Don't be surprised if he comes out and plays a lot of minutes and and right. brings something that right. that the Hawks aren't used to. I want to wrap it up. I want to wrap it up in Atlanta tomorrow night. Right. So. I was surprised Tatum had 19. I mean, that wasn't obviously his best game, but Brown was on again. But, man, just that Trey Young's an all-star, dude. I mean, the all-stars hit those shots, but that was crazy. Deep. I mean, it was deep, and he knew he was going to shoot it. He made just a little move. Just this little move where it looked like he was going to take off, and then he just, I mean, it was nice. Well, and he's claimed if you, you know, when you read the little articles when you're a diehard like me, he claims that he has figured out the Celtics defense. So, (laughs) I don't know if he has or not, but it's kind of scary to a paranoid Celtic fan like me. Right, right. You know, because we're going back to Atlanta. Right. 
you know, and Philly's over here, like, you know, they're just over hanging out. James waiting. Harden's at the strip club. Yeah. You get uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd and uh, what was his other buddy when they kidnapped your, your dude? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they need to kidnap Trey Lance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. Celtic pride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm surprised. I mean, the Hawks, man, they were there last year fighting hard, too. Remember, they, they won a few games last year. They're. They're a decent up-and-coming Eastern Conference team. And Bogdanovich, I mean, he just hits shots, man. Yeah, yeah. You know they got a good, good nucleus, man. You like, you like Quinn Snyder, man. Them long arms of his. You dude. notice how long his arms are? Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> like he, his knees, dude. He was, yeah, he was a McDonald's All-American at Duke. He was a pretty good player, point guard. Yeah. Didn't but, he coach Missouri? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Utah, He's intense, yeah. dude. I mean, he, he knows how to get those players to work for him. Great I don't hair. know how he does it, but he does. So you're thinking you're going to go through there and then uh, to moving through the East. What? So what do you, what do you think about uh, Philly? Like, if you were to – if you say you all get through – well, what do you think? And then we'll hit on the West Coast. See, I think here. that would be the fun matchup is Philly oh, I and think Boston. You got two fan bases that do not like each other. Right. Man. I personally, I mean, you take away the championship, obviously. Doc Rivers does a lot of choking when he has three three wins, you know, so you can't depend on that. But uh, you know, Embiid is just on fire this year. Harden's balling. Even Harris, people get mad because he got a max contract. It's like Lighten up, Francis. Three or four guys on each team get a max contract. <laughs> so, he got one. Right. But, but, you know, what I was going to say is uh, I'm going to switch it over to the Heat and the Bucks. Is it the worst thing? Right. In, is it the worst thing in the world if the Bucks lose? I mean, you know the freak's going to be back, but and I, I don't want to call him boring. God, he played. He still played good that last game, the game that they lost. I thought he played a pretty damn good game. That was why I was so shocked that they lost. I mean, even though Jimmy Butler like wow. was in uh, some other stratosphere. I tell you what, as a guy that's not as tuned into the NBA as the rest of you guys. The Heat, I found to be one of the more fun teams to watch yeah, play, and that's without Hero playing too, because he's fun to watch. Yeah, and like, he's not even the out game there. Game a couple uh, games ago when uh, Duncan Robinson just yeah. had he had, oh his yeah, night. he was just well, that's the new day. hero. And Star watching guy. Jimmy Butler play is, I mean, that kid, he's so good, man. Uh, he's, he's like Marcus, so fun to watch. Marcus he's Smart just mixed in with yeah. uh, Zion, mixed in with. Well, uh, you know, well, you know, a lot of fans get frustrated with load management but jimmy butler wouldn't be who he is without sitting out some games i'm gonna go so far fellas as to say that it because they're up 3-1 and they gotta go to milwaukee they're not gonna do it we know they're not sit out jimmy buckets man let him be fresh for south beach yeah i mean great call. i don't know they, they won't do it but i mean they're the eight seed dog you know they don't yeah. have anything to lose even that- so that's you think a great, Jimmy that's a great call. Even sit though, like no, they, it's not going to happen, dog. Yeah, but, but, but I'm just saying, like even if you brought that to him, it was like, hey, he's man, not going like to come back and, out. You know, yeah. but if he if he could sit out and be fresh back in Miami, that, I don't know, dude. I think call. you got their backs against the wall. You put your foot on their throat and you just try to choke them out, man. I, yeah, it, yeah. I, you just hammer, keep going at them, and keep them on edge, make them earn every bucket, make every one of them dudes just play as hard as they can and sweat it out. If the freak gets going. You know, how do how do what's the term they use? Uh, not downfield. 
what's that term, Travis? Downhill. Downhill. He's so hard to stop. Yet, if he has to take more than two or three dribbles, he's vulnerable. Right. You know, and then that little set shot three, you know. I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for the for the Heat to pull it off up in Laverne and Shirley City, you know? <laughs> <laughs> DeFazio. Um, we have the uh, – See Lenny and Squiggy at the <clears throat> games. We have the Knicks and Cavs playing right now and. uh how Game about five. the Knicks? The Knicks are up 81-65 uh, late in the third quarter. Wow. Uh, we have the Grizzlies and the Lakers in Game 5. Uh, the Grizz are up right now, uh, end of the second, 61-49. to uh, Ike, uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, about that Knicks-Cavs series? I've found that to be a very interesting series to watch. I did, I did too, and, you know, I really thought, only because, maybe because I'm a Celtic fan, I'm, on, I'm a Nick hater and stuff, but I really thought Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs with those freakish players that me and Freddie know so much about from playing fantasy basketball. Oh, yeah. Allen, Garland. Yeah, Garland. You know, but it seemed like that last game with, with Donovan, he just – was going through the motions, knew he wasn't going to hit it. Josh shot. Hart was all over him. What a pickup. What a pickup. Yeah. Josh Hart. Wow. And then sitting out Randall and still winning the game. I know. You know? I mean, well, yeah. other than that game one, has Randall really played as well as he normally does? You know, if you go back and look at the Kentucky stuff in like 2015, he's known to lay down in the big games. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, sorry we had just a, a slight delay there. Uh, someone here in the studio was uh, stuffing their mouth with beef jerky, and it was uh, <coughs> Freddie. It was it was coming through my headphones <laughs> loud and clear. So uh, anyway, we're talking about the Knicks, Cavs, Ike, uh, as you were saying. That was sea dragon. Well, and 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 let's give credit to <laughs> let's give credit to Brunson. I mean, this guy is a leader, man. I oh, mean, yeah. the way Dallas totally. let him go, I mean, Luka's all out of shape. He needs that dude. We're not going to spend our time talking about teams not in the playoffs. Remember his dad but, sitting in the stands oh, yeah. going like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, and, and me and Freddie both being lefties, so we just love watching the lefties. The yes. Knicks are full of lefties with R.J. Barrett. Right, and dude, R.J. Barrett is a, such a great – he is – he plays so big. He's like – how tall is he, Six seven. Is he dude? And he to think that he played point guard for Duke, uh, Duke. Man, he must have dominated people. I mean, that guy. That guy played Duke or yeah. point guard. Yes, he was point guard for Duke. I it was that well, other he was guy more was with that what I call a ball handling score. Well, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's fun to watch, man. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, Hart, uh, great defender. Him and Brunson played together. Hell, they know everybody, each other's moves. Um. But, uh, dude, that's been a fun series. I just think that uh, Donovan is not into it right now. And then you got some of them older guys, even though Garland is still a great player. I just think it's cool. They, they're not ready for the moment. Right. They're not yeah. ready for the moment. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. I was pulling Kevin Love ain't going to get them there. Right. And so, you know, and at the end of the day, it's more interesting if the Knicks move on from this series. I mean, I was pulling for the cast, but if they can't do it, show me what you got. 
That's what I was saying. I, I think it's really cool to see Madison Square Garden just amped up and, oh, yeah. and like yes. there's just something about Madison Square Garden like that's being exactly what like, I was oh, gonna dude, say. Yeah. Yeah. The young kids are over there going like, like meaningful yeah. basketball <laughs> at Madison Square Garden is, is they awesome. did, yeah they deserve it. And Ben Stiller's wife still looks like Marsha Brady. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, she does. Cheers to that. Oh yeah. But there really is something to that tuna <laughs> where uh just watching that game the other day when they got when when they got going on a run or something, it it has a different sound. That crowd. Yeah. When the Knicks are doing well in the play and believe me, there was not a bigger Knicks hater on the planet than me from about 1994 to 2000 and whatever that was, 2005 or whatever. Reggie, Reggie. But, I, yeah. I just feel like New I mean, York sports fans I mean, are just waiting to explode. Like yeah. New York sports fans are like, yeah, they just get punched. They got, year to, they in, got, year exo- out they got to get a little wild for Jeremy Lin. And that's about it. Insanity. <laughs> um, and let's jump back over, uh, to the Western Conference quickly, and let's talk about uh, the game between the Lakers and the Grizzlies the other night, Game uh, Four. Dude, uh, I mean, let me tell you something. I, I that was one of the best games I have seen in a long time, and I, I couldn't. I know I was a little amped up, like that was the great, one of the greatest playoff games I've ever seen. But man, the some of the the uh, degree of difficulty shots in that game that were made by Jamal, uh, John Morant. Uh, LeBron James had that fire in him. Like, he had a little Jordan fire in him in that game, and he was hitting threes, and uh, the net wasn't moving. I mean, do you then, think dude, all of um, – Then you had Brooks getting rowdy. That's and, what I was going to say. Do you think all of Dylan Brooks' teammates are, like, in the locker room, like, dude, just shut yeah, up? shut up. I hear it because Because an angry LeBron, get, like, looks different. Dude, he does look different. I told Fred the other day when I saw LeBron give his little press conference – and he came out, and all the media wanted to ask him about was Brooks's comments. And when he just kind of looked at the camera and he said, this is an exact quote, or close to an exact quote, he said, I'm not here to talk about that bullshit. I'll let my game do the talking for me. Thank you very much. And he walked off. I said, there's no way they're losing this game tonight. Oh, Zero. Dude. Zero way. And he's 38 yeah. years old, and, man. And, I mean, he's 38 years old. But you can old. just tell he's playing loose. And, you know, that last, that, like, last, that last shot, just to break down the last shot, he took that so high off the glass because Jackson, dude, he might look Jackson's like Chris Washburn. Like a, uh, he, he don't look dude, like he's, he's a baller. He's a great defensive but, player. But he took it so high off that glass. That yes. was such a great shot. Dude. Watching Reeves. I mean, Reeves. Dude, the Reeves next Kevin a, McHale. He's a baller. Dude. I, this, well, ain't, this ain't Mad Dog Matson doing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know or Kirk Rambis. Right, right. right. This, this dude. This dude's got me. He's a scorer. Confidence. Confidence. Dude, yes. And then, and then the local the local guy, fucking Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, yeah, Vanderbilt. Well, dude, where's Reeves Welcome from? Welcome to the club, buddy. <laughs> hey, where's Reeves from, Ike? Do you know? Do you, you know where he came from? You know I'm not Joe College. I wanted to well, look I'm it not, up. I, I, yeah, normally, we would get it, but we don't know it either. Yeah, Who? I, I, Reeves, Reeves, that guy. Oh, I had Reeves, no idea. The kid Reeves. 
Travis will look it up. But I think he's Canadian. Dude, like the kid's so smart, he takes charges. But he can also do a Euro step right on you, dude. Like, I mean, he he stick he finds his points to score. And, and the kid and he can dis he let disappears for a while. He's kinda like that fire starter for him, dude. He and, gets them amped up. And then, you know, the comeback uh Oklahoma. D'Angelo D'Angelo wow. Russell. You know, yeah. he was the guy Big that three that videotaped Nick right, Nick right. whatever. Everybody in the NBA hated his right, guts. Right. I guess he came to the locker room. I'm only guessing. And LeBron was like, look, man, we're going to forget about all that, you know. But, you know, and right. he's, but he's, been, a, he's been a model. He's you. been a model player. Dude, Vanderbilt's been good. I remember sitting with you and Embry one day, and I was like, man, I think the Lakers got some pretty good uh, pieces or something. And one of our buddies was like, Dude, who like? And I'm like, well, well, Vanderbilt. back then during the regular season, right. UK's Gabriel was was in right. the rotation. Gabriel. Gabriel. He's, he's yeah. got three minutes tonight so well, far. Well, I mean, he helped him get to this point, though. You know, what about so. the big shouldered guy that's come out of nowhere from Memphis playing defense? Mm. Looks like Horace Grant out there. Uh, that kid's been playing really good. Austin Reeves, by the way, uh, played his college ball at Wichita State. And Oklahoma. Ah, wow. Woo shock. They had that crazy. Not he, the, you no, play the coach, for Greg the coach Marshall, wasn't, you can do anything. The coach wasn't crazy. He had a crazy wife, though. Uh, no, yeah. no, no. No, the coach was crazy. The coach was crazy. I don't know what he did, but yeah, he, he's crazy. For abusing the players. And what? At, and Travis, I know we want to get on other stuff, but. This Kings Warriors series. Oh, well, that, well, we need no. We're that, going to that, that right was, now. That was yeah. where I was going next. <laughs> but, uh, but but by the way, just to finish off the Lakers and that twenty something lead changes in that game. I mean, it was like 101, 102, 103, 104, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, John Moran had two behind-the-back passes, like one in overtime. With a bad finger. Dude, with a bad finger. Hand, that hand. guy is a, I mean, it must watch TV. I mean, it, I'm telling you, that game was one for the, and, and I, I couldn't hear the announcers. I wish I could have. The last eight minutes in overtime was as good as, as playoff basketball can get, as far as I'm concerned, it was shot making. It was Hard defensive. Shots. It was defensive stops. Yes. There were a couple of Blocks. unbelievable block Anthony shots. Anthony Davis played great. Um and and stars stepping up and yeah. playing like stars, which right. is what the NBA playoffs should be all about. Exactly. Um and speaking of stars, uh, the Golden State Warriors. And Sacramento are locked in a, a very entertaining as well series. Um, Sacramento has kind of become that young team that maybe, you know, as Ike was saying before, that the Cavs aren't ready for the moment. What do you feel about uh, Sacramento? Are they ready for the moment, Ike? I didn't think they would be before the playoffs. Only because they've never been in the playoffs. Right. So, you know, uh, now Monk last year took that cheap contract because he got caught with weed or whatever. But that was – I thought the NBA stopped caring about weed. Well, that was – but this was like the last go around. Oh, okay. So, that's why he ended up – that's why he ended up with Sacramento. Man, that hop step that, that uh, Fox has and – 
Jerry talks about the net not moving. Yeah. His his shot when he gets that <laughs> mid range, I mean, it's like a little he floater. Is, he, it's not a floater. It's kind of I don't know. He can just, another lefty like he we love kills that shot. But it's like a little push shot only. Yeah, he just like pushes push it. Yeah. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, man. I mean, last I last time I was paying attention, Lyles was playing for Utah. So all of a sudden, he's a great role player. I mean, Sabonis. Who I love. Oh. I mean, what, Dude, what? if they didn't have Sabonis, they wouldn't be here. That's I mean, true. That's true. I mean, he does all the dirty work, even though sometimes it's frustrating that he doesn't get involved and make some buckets. But then he will. But but all the defense and the rugged stuff that he does and the deflections and. I mean, you got to have him out there all the time. And he's also, I mean, he is a basket maker if you get him the ball in the right spots, and he has been for a long time. But he is another guy, Ike, that I feel like doesn't get the proper respect from officials, and he never has. (laughs) Well, he usually goes strong left, and he gets – this goes into another – I'm going to go into this just for a second, you know. Please. The – People get frustrated with the NBA. They're like, they shoot too many threes, which college does too because they're copycat. Like they, But let's remember this, fellas. When the ball is inside, you're going to get hocked and fouled every time you go, and they can't call it every time. But what's the difference between the three-point shot? No one touches you. And you know what you That's can do? Good point. You, you and a ball boy and can go all summer, whatever you want to do, and just shoot, shoot, shoot shoot and that's why they shoot so many threes because it is the shot that you're not getting hocked on because Sabonis does get hocked all the time and he's only going to get he's I think if he uses right hand more he would he would get more calls but he usually goes strong left so you know but we're really haven't talked about the Warriors sometimes I feel like you know Draymond is a such a throwback all these kids have grown up on phones and everything, and I'm not trying to be the old guy. You know, we no, all love he, our phones. Well, uh, you know, I'm but, old school. But he actually gets in people's face like the, you know, the 80s and the 90s. Oh, dude. And I think there's a number of players out there. I'm not saying the Kings have a ton. I know my Celtics looked weird last year in the finals when he did that. Well, he don't. Ha- he's so aggressive that he almost wears you out. Yes. He, like, wears your team out mentally because they're like, dude, enough already, dog. Like, you know, I mean, it's just like all the time it's something, this, that, the other. He takes your mind off of shit, off of the game. You know what I mean? Uh, and he's Wigan- not like, like Marcus Smart or Junkyard Dog where they're all over you. He's, like, mentally all over you, you know? That's it a just, gr- that's it, a great point, it and it is. He out. was in Jason Tate. I mean, I'm not going to turn this into Bash Tatum. You know, I can go there and stuff. Cause, but he really got in Tatum's head in the finals last year. Right. And, uh, you know, Wiggins comes in with those fresh legs. I mean, that, that does really help him. Uh, and you also got the – well, you got what I was going to get at uh, ending on the West on, on the teams. Well, we have one more. We haven't talked about Phoenix. But, anyways, just like I, I don't, I think that you have to go with the freshman, Murray, who had 23 in that game and not Harrison Barnes, uh, who had eight in the game. You should, like, why is Murray not in there for instant offense? He's obviously a better shooter, he's a bigger body on defense. 
I think they went with with uh, you know when when uh, when he had when uh, uh, De'Aaron had to pass the ball off for the last shot, mm-hmm. dude. I really felt like that Murray is in there and he hits that little shot, bam. But Harrison Barnes had a bad game. He only had nine or eight or nine points. I thought for sure and that Murray that, was had a great game. I thought for sure that last play, and it probably was designed for him. There was that deflection that sent the ball back out towards the yes, ten second line yeah, for the game winner. It kind of threw it kind of threw that whole play off. I can't I can't believe that that final play was designed for Barnes. Right. I don't no, believe it, it was. was. Well, that, they and, pushed him over there. And, they, and to go and back, Green to, had a great pickup there. And, and to go back to the Celtics thing, even though uh, Young shot out so far, if you come double Young and take the ball out of his hands, you force somebody else to take that shot. Right now, you don't want Bogdanovich probably, but if anybody else, I'll take him taking it. You know, right? So, right. What was you? And, well, I was just saying. Then you got Phoenix, and and other than that. Other than the Phoenix series, which I think they well, Phoenix and Denver they're, start they're, start their uh, second round series. Now Tuna is a Denver fan. Oh yeah, here. we're all in on Denver. We need a Denver fan. Yeah, we Tuna actually is a. Doesn't he look? He looks like uh, Jokic. 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 Uh, <laughs> the three of us actually, for the first time ever in twenty four episodes last week, all agreed. That we thought the Nuggets were coming out of the West, and uh, I picked the Celtics to come out of the East. I think we picked you and I both picked the Sixers, right? We did. Yeah. We did. Yep. I told Ike that we did. He said that's okay. Right. Um, he said, "Hey, I mean, what are you going to?" But do? man, uh, Denver, Phoenix, uh, Ike, uh, what are your initial thoughts about this about this series that starts? Uh, let's see, when does that start? It starts. Saturday at uh, to be determined, <laughs> but the there game will go. be on Saturday. And I'm sure it'll be probably like what seven or eight, probably because it's it'll be the late night yeah. game because the Hawk. Well, if if hopefully mm-hmm. there's not, but if the Hawks and Celtics need a game seven, their game would be at seven thirty. Chris Paul can't be playing no forty minutes a game. Speaking no. of sitting somebody out, <laughs> sitting somebody down. Yeah, this this. This is the swan song of of probably, you know, Duran actually has like three more years on this contract. So, but with Chris Paul as your point guard and Devin Booker taking all that attention away, I mean, this is the year that Phoenix, they need to beat Denver. And I think it's the sexy pick to pick Phoenix. But you know when what? You, when I look at I that like, roster. I like your nuggets, dog. I mean, I mean, who's got an answer for Joker? Uh, what with the dude from Arizona, you know, <laughs> what's his last name? And Aiden. 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 DeAndre. I had Aiden. him in. Yeah. I had him in fantasy though. Yeah. He was, you yeah. know, but he does all right. But he's just uh, he's Joker. not agile. The Joker's just so Joker's uh, crafty. He's crafty. He doesn't even look like he's playing hard. I know, and he just he gets it sweat. done. He gets a lot of moves done before he even gets under the paint. But so we, the but, guys aren't even around him. But we saw with when when the Morris twin tried to mess with him that oh he don't Joker like don't play dog. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do his two brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know I, I nobody's gonna mess with that guy. So there lot there's a lot. Of, I don't want to say there's pressure on Durant because you know he's got those two championships. Um, but he still is one of the 
you know, one-on-one, how do you – it's so hard to stop him because he keeps that ball so high when he shoots, and he's it's hard to double-team him when you got you got Booker and the other players they have. So, I'm pulling for the Nuggets, you know, and I think the sexy pick is the Suns. We're the – you know, but I like the Nuggets, man. Jamal so, Murray – you know, I love hearing a subject matter expert say that because yes. when I look at it, <laughs> I, I mean, I just feel like Phoenix is kind of a tough out right now. Um, and it's never easy to play no. in Denver with the altitude and all yeah. that. Nobody talks about that. I mean, Phoenix has got to come up there and everything. So, I like the Nuggets in this series. Yeah, I, think uh, I hear you. Alex English on the sideline. Oh, Alex English. I talked about him last week. That's a set, that's two weeks in a row there's been an Alex English uh, reference on the Blockout pod. Which Probably is the only cool. podcast across the nation that's done that two weeks in a row. <laughs> we can hang our hat well, on that. Just so everybody knows, before we finish up here and get to the NFL draft, I have money on the heat to win the East and to win the uh, win the world championship. You got some good odds on that, don't you? I yeah. do. Yeah. I, put, I put $10 on both That's of a good bets. bet. I yeah. like that. Those uh, are fun bets, man. Yeah, I like futures. Bet. Futures are some of the yeah, funnest bets. I like, do too, man. That's why I just pick some random hockey teams to I want to know. I want to know before we get off here what Ike's uh, prediction is for the finals. Sure. And who he mm. thinks he's going to win it all. I mean, we have to do that because he won't be back on here in a while. So Right. Well, you know, I have, you know, I'm always paranoid with my boys, but, and I think the Philly series is going to, but you all have more, more you all have more, uh, uh, experience, yes. I think, still, even over a beating them. Helen B's been hurt most of the playoffs in the past. Gosh, he's he's tough. It's it that's you know we get through this series. That's going to be a great series. I don't you know. Don't y'all think that that Miami can beat Milwaukee? I mean, they're up three one. They only got to yes. get one more man. And uh, I think they, I think that they are going to win that series. Period. Yes. And yeah, I, so I do too. So win, so then you got. So. But I feel better playing. I feel better playing the Heat, even though they're the hot team. No pun intended. So you got, you're gonna. So you're it would be Heat beating, Knicks. So you're saying you're beating. I'm taking the Celtics Philly. in the in the East. In the I East. mean, how could I not? Though? Right, and you're gonna <laughs> take them versus. Um, uh, in the East, what do you think the Eastern Conference championship will be? Well, it's, it's probably, tough, it probably it probably it have to it it, so it, it Boston Boston and Miami. Boston and Miami. Oh, you see, you That'll know, Pat, Pat Rowley looks a lot older now and everything, you know, you know, but wouldn't that be that crazy? That would be and, crazy. That and, would be nuts. And, you know, Los Angeles games and Miami games, they always got nice scenery on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <you> a fact. <laughs> what do you think about the West? What do you think? Who do you think will play each other in the West? Mm, that's a I, – I think my heart is more, you know, with the Nuggets. It really is. Uh Ah, could we end up having a Celtics Lakers? I hate to be a cliche, but <laughs> but the Lakers are playing so good. I had before the playoffs started when the Lakers made the actual playoff field. My initial thought was the Lakers are going to the finals. 
Now, last week, I hedged on that and said, and I think I got swept up in how fun the Nuggets have been to watch and everything. <laughs> but as I look over here at the television right now, uh, the Lakers have come storming back in this ball game. It's Man, it's hard. It's just hard to bet against and them. And, you know, in 2008, when we both ended up in the championship with our first year of the Big Three, and it was, you know, Kobe without Shaq, and uh, we won in six games, closed them out by 40 in game six. But, right. But, in all seriousness, that wasn't a planned championship. It just kind of came there. We're, we just happen to be talking about it now. But I think there's a good chance we're going to see Celtics and Lakers in the championship. And you know – you know television and the media will eat that up. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. If LeBron James were to win a national, or, I mean, a world championship this season. Mm. You don't have to do all that. Yeah, we don't there's have no to, need for that. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying but, that would be pretty strong. That would be pretty strong as a Jordan Psych hmm. uh, big fan here. We would that have, would be awesome. We would have home court advantage, though, if we yes. did play him. So that's good. Uh, I'm just saying that that's a pretty that would be a nice mark on the wall of fame for LeBron. And luckily, we have home court advantage one. on Philly too if we make it there right. because we're that's the two true. and they're the three. That's true. Well, Ike, uh, man, that was an awesome breakdown. We very much appreciate you uh, being here tonight. We hope that you'll come back and uh, totally. talk talk more. NBA as the playoffs progress and please uh feel free to sit there and chime in uh with any thoughts you might have about our next topic which is of course tomorrow night's NFL draft. Uh Tuna's muscles just popped out of his head. <laughs> this is one of my favorite nights in sports, man. I love seeing kids get paid. I I, I don't know. I, I just love, I think it's the coolest thing, man. And uh so NFL draft starts tomorrow night. Um, That's why we're doing this show early, folks. It is of uh, uh, my interest and of some local interest. The Colts have the fourth pick, and there is a lot of chatter right now as to what they might do. Um, It is, it is, and it has become over the last, what, 10, 15 years, it's become one of the biggest nights in sports and it's not a game you're just no. watching guys pick players which may or may not pan out which is always part of the fun uh tuna give me a, a quick overview on how you feel about this year's nfl draft all right i think this is going to be one of the most chaotic drafts that we've had in years as far as trades go and jockeying for position um i think you're going to see a lot of teams try to trade down uh, including maybe the Arizona Cardinals who are trying like hell to get out of that third pick. Um, Seattle, I could see them moving down so, a little bit, attempting so. to. Um, you have the Raiders sitting there who may be trying to get out of that eight spot. I don't really know what's going to – it's going to be – and then also you have the Cardinals who have DeAndre Hopkins, which I think he'll be moved before tomorrow night. Uh, really i I think that's gonna happen or it may happen after this weekend either way he's gonna be moved this weekend and is there a is there a rumor going around as to where he he's gonna be moved to well there's there's been numerous teams mentioned uh the bills were mentioned for a while i think he even put something on his timeline about the bills uh but i think that got nixed 
I know Kansas City has shown some interest. Um, well, dude, so you're telling me the Cardinals are just going to – I've heard everyone go, draft the gra- best player in the draft period, Will Anderson. They're going to have no, an no, opportunity no. to – that. you're saying they don't want no, him? No, they're not. Here's the thing. I don't think – all right, these quarterbacks in this draft, this they're the biggest story of the draft, and I don't understand why. I think there's one guy that's going to be a good NFL player and not a game changer, okay? I don't see – any other quarterbacks in this, maybe like if I was going to rank the quarterbacks and I know this is going to be really controversial, I'd say, uh, Bryce young, number one, number two, I'd put Hendon hooker and number three, I'd put that Tyler McVee kid or Tanner McVee from Stanford. I, I think those guys have the most ability to play in the NFL. Everybody else has huge ceilings, but there's so many inconsistencies there. And I don't know if any of these teams looking to draft a quarterback this year, would really want to take a quarterback this year because they're not going to make them be competitive for a playoff run. And they're going to be picking in the top 10 again next year where you have some really good quarterbacks coming out. So do you take the best player available and sit and wait for next year? Like Houston sitting in at the two pick. I don't think they take a quarterback. You got D'Amico Ryan's head coach down there. Now defensive minded guy from Alabama, um, Will Anderson's going to be that pick. If they're going to really? take a quarterback, so no I bet they do it at the 12th pick where they could get a Hendon Hooker late. But I don't know if they take it. I think they ride Davis Mills for one more year who hasn't been terrible. God, that's so against all these mock drafts. It really is. Like, I love it. I mean, I totally just, I'm going off of what I would do, and obviously I'm an idiot sitting in a basement right but now. But you, like, but I love that. Yeah, I, I, I feel saying, like – So that means that – I mean, you know what I'm saying. That yeah. Means that it like, a lot of booze and everything. With, yeah. When they, you oh, know, oh, yeah. And it's so big now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and where's it at? Kansas this City. Kansas? Yeah. Union oh, Station, yeah. Kansas City. Wait a minute, Kansas City. Which brings me – to the point. Do we need to talk about the I Kansas City I think we on need to loose? talk about Chiefsaholic for a second. <laughs> I think we do. There's rumors abound, which, by the way, if you haven't been following the story, uh, Chiefsaholic is a super fan who I have mentioned on here numerous times, and he has robbed a bank, uh, numerous banks. He made himself he he made his name for himself on social media on Twitter. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a super fan that would travel around the country going to Chiefs games. Uh, it just so happened that he was bankrolling uh, his expenses by robbing banks on the way to these road games. Just Absolutely. Now everyone's caught up. Go. Now he um, he posted bail a while back. This has been over a month ago. Uh, as soon as he posted bail, he cut the um, – What's the, the ankle, ankle monitor, ankle monitor yep. off? Uh, immediately a warrant comes out. I think there's bounty hunters everywhere looking for him on like a million dollar bond. Uh, uh, bring in the dog. Dog to bounty hunter would have him. He's but, drinking with the Oakland A possum. <laughs> it could be. I'm a little concerned he's going to show up at the draft tomorrow and go down. Like as soon as the Chiefs are coming out to make their pick or Roger Goodell comes out for the first time, Chiefs of Holics just going to come trucking across the stage, and and I think it could be one of the most electric scenes in television history. But here's hoping for a clean, good, fun draft. I think if I'm going to go, all right, Panthers, I think are, are it's an easy pick. They're they're taking, you know, Bryce Young. I think they're they're going for that. They need a quarterback. They're starting a young, you know, new coach rebuilding down there. Now, uh, 
interestingly enough, and I think that has been the popular narrative mm-hmm. uh, over the last few weeks, but uh, I think it was you who brought it to my attention earlier this week that uh, Will Levis had gone from forty to one down to fifty to one. This to was one. this was such a crazy story. So, do you guys remember the AMC stock and GameStop stock? Yes. When like it, people were getting on Reddit and like all these people started buying up, right? Well, some guy got on Reddit. And said that he was Will Levis's good friend, and Will Levis was told that he was going to be drafted number one by the Carolina Panthers. So immediately, all these Reddit users build up steam and just start betting like crazy for Will Levis oh, to go number one. I see. So his odds drop from fifty to one to ten to one to four to one, all within four a matter of like one. twenty minutes. God bless sports betting. It was insane. Vegas finally had to cut it off. And, and they were like media. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that ended up being false. Okay. Um so okay. Will back, Levis back actually came out today <laughs> and was like, That's a fake story. I never said it, never heard any of that. Which the funny thing about the NFL draft is it's the most secretive thing in the world that these teams are able to keep under wraps. Like Everybody's like, oh, watch Vegas. Watch what Vegas does with the odds, and that'll tell you who these teams are picking because they got insiders. They don't always. Like, these teams are it, – it's like Fort Knox in there. Like, look at the year that Baker Mayfield was drafted number one. No one's seen that coming. It was all Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Those were the two guys. Next Tell thing you know – Mel ain't in there sneaking in somewhere. Mel's busy eating ain't pumpkin pie. Ain't nobody going to mess with Kaipa. <laughs> nobody <laughs> – me- Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> Skip Bayless loves him some Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, he does. What the, I'm glad to know for the draft. I'm excited that old Todd, speaking of Todd, 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 Todd. that, uh, uh, what's his last name? McShay. Todd McShay is back. Nervous Todd is back. Remember, he really took a bad, bad hit from COVID. Did he? You know, he almost died. Yes, yes he oh, did. I didn't Dude, that. he had complications yes, he for like a year. Remember, he was doing interviews on ESPN about the draft, and he was like almost passed out of coming out. Right. Someone said he was slurring his speech, and man, and then he went back into the hospital. He had some a really, really, uh, he was like DEFCON 4. Uh, when it came that, anyways, I think it's funny. I love the Todd and the mm-hmm. and the yeah. Uh, watching those him, guys McShay go, McShay right. and him go back and forth. And, and I'll tell you a fun thing to stream. Also, um, if you've got a laptop or whatever next to your, you know, while you're watching the the, the draft live, is Pat McAfee's stream. Their yeah. draft night stream is one of the best. Yeah, man. they're they're great. I watched that last year. Versus, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, the question on everyone's mind. I mean, I'm sure. Is uh, who are the Colts taking at number four, Tuna? Uh, there's been lots of rumors out there that they love Will Levis, and I don't know if I see that happening. Um, it could, it could. I don't know. I, I think the Colts should take the best player available. In my opinion, I think the best player out there is Jalen Carter. I know he's got issues. People are saying he's lazy. He's not self motivated. Whatever. Um. The guy is the best player in the draft, and I, I hope f- they take Bryce Young. I'll I, be I'm my well. Coach. Bryce Young will be gone by then. I I'm, feel like. well, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe it could be. Maybe, um, but I heard I heard today from somebody that I trust uh, that if he's available, the Colts are going to take C.J. Stroud. Okay, 
I, what do you think about that? I like C.J. Stroud. Um, he's got some question marks, obviously. Um, and, and keep in mind, I'm not the best at evaluating quarterback talent. I thought Patrick Mahomes was a terrible quarterback coming out of Texas Tech. So, um, C.J. Stroud, I think what's stuck in everybody's mind is the Georgia game where he played so well. Right. And you're not taking away some of the plays he made during the regular season where you just questioned yourself. Go back and watch the Rutgers game last year. That may have been one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen. And with a guy that has as many weapons as he had, I, I just I, I don't see it. Are but, you discounting uh, the mighty Scarlet Knights? <laughs> I mean. Hey, never, never crap on Greg Schiano. Wait until you see uh, – Rutgers and Maryland play on CBS this year with the I mean that is oh must see God. television. I will be locked in the bathroom at the beginning <laughs> of that. I mean folks, my cell phone still rings to that because of Alabama and the SEC and I'm going to have to change my dial tone oh. or my ringtone. I am curious though as to uh what your thoughts are on Will Levis uh, after we realized that uh, that story about him draft, being drafted number one. If it was between mm-hmm. – if the Colts had had the selection between Levis and C.J. Stroud, which way would you lean? If you're going to go with Will Levis, I think Will Levis would best fit in Seattle – because he could sit behind a guy for two to three years. Will Levis is not ready to come into the NFL immediately and play. Right. I think he needs a year, two years, maybe even three. Um, he's got all the tools physically, uh, but if you look at his tape and his numbers, there's nothing there. And I've heard nothing but excuses for Will Levis as far as, well, he had no wide receivers. Last year he had a terrible offensive line, new uh, offensive coordinator. We'll go back to the year before that, and he only threw for over 200 yards in one SEC game. I, I, it's just hard for me. To, and they're like, well, he didn't have wide receivers then. Wandell Robinson got a majority of those 200 yards per game by getting short passes and taking them 40 yards. So, like, I have not seen him hit guys in stride on a regular basis. I have not seen him really – make plays on a third down when he truly needed it. There's just something about him I'm not getting. But, like I said, he has all the tools. He's got the big arm. He's athletic. I mean. He knows how to give that L's down. Well, think about this, though, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The way way Lamar took over the city, and we have tons of Lamar parties now, people wearing purple and stuff. Uh I mean, I don't know. Travis could answer this question. How how much influence does Earsay have? Because Will Levis, in the beginning, whether it turns out or not, it'll probably be a good PR thing, and people, you know, because it's local. And how did, does he have a lot of influence on, on that? I, I honestly don't think. And I get it that Levis is from Kentucky. You know, played for UK and did well and all that. I don't think it moves the needle. No, you don't in think Indianapolis. Any, well, not in Indianapolis. I, I was just saying, like locally, would, would it be would it be the same as like the way people became, you know, Ravens fans and stuff? Like, no, it, yeah, no. The reason Lamar no. took over it, it, uh, the city of Louisville, he was one of the most electric players to ever play here. Will Levis is maybe what 
15th best quarterback I mean, to ever play at Kentucky. You win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And But Lamar went low, though, if you think about it. You well, know, it's because his game didn't translate right. to the NFL, according to them. I, I so. think some people just get in the corner sometimes, uh-huh. and they'll, they'll be like, we're going to be for Will Levis. Because yeah. The, but I'm with you. I mean, he's. He's probably not ready. And I don't think that that locker room is big enough to handle Gardner Minshew and Will Levis in the same <laughs> locker room. Like That that may be true. That's yeah, something I hadn't thought I think about. The best place for Will Levis, honestly, is for him to go in that fifth spot to Seattle. You get Pete Carroll, a seasoned guy that knows how to handle these guys. Geno Smith, who's been around the league a long time. He's been through his ups and downs. He's full adversity. So he understands what a guy like that's going to go through. Geno was what the number one overall pick. I think he was the first quarterback taking that draft. I don't know if he was Gino. number one overall, but like he got crapped on when he played poorly. He's been through it, and he can mentor Will Levis like perfectly. If he if Will Levis has a future in the NFL, I think the Seahawks is his best bet. And the law of average says quarterbacks get hurt, so he'd probably be in there at some point. Exactly. You yeah. know, so good point. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, as you are, y'all, Kuiper and Todd over here, uh, I'm going to tell you that the Cincinnati Bengals, Ike, our Bengals, beloved Bengals, are going to take with the 28th pick – Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. I don't Catch, know if he's going to be run. there, man. Well, I hope he is because guess what? I don't think that Bengals have a, a running back anymore. I think he ran to, straight to well, jail. That's the thing with this draft, man. This is one of the deepest running backs. Ran through them nine lives, didn't he? Yeah, he like, would you Would you rather take man. Jameer Gibbs in the first round? Or would you shore up a cornerback spot for you guys? Or and take a Sean Tucker or Devin A. Chain in the third I'd round? I'd rather take Brian Branch. Yeah, there you go in the first round. Yeah. Exactly. Or and like you can take. There's so many running backs but in this Gibbs draft. You don't have to waste a first round to get pick a on a tough electric running back. I'm like just Gibbs. adamant about never taking a running back in the first you're right, round. You're right. You're right. You got to get there. other talent while you can. Bajon Robinson will probably go early. He'll though. go. There, him and him and Gibbs will both be in the first round. Right. I just don't think I would. I would ever but take a running back. The, in the Bengals first round. definitely could use another lineman, a tight end, or a running back. That's what I'm. Well, you got right signed there. Orlando Brown or a safety. Something Orlando like Brown that. was a big signing for you uh, guys. Actually, no, that's right. Yeah. Or a corner because uh, I think a corner is what you go off of. Because I always want to get rid of who Travis <laughs> Eli Apple. Eli Apple, <laughs> can we get him out the door? I can see it now, Fred. Taiwan Mullen. Oh, buddy, Taiwan Mullen. They can, yeah, drink. they can get him in like the fifth Bama. round or something. <laughs> Shut down corner, Taiwan yes. Mullen. Yes. And uh, you guys also looking for a tight end now. So, And this right, is one of the right, deepest tight right. end classes that we've probably yeah, ever had. I've seen us tied up with a couple tight ends. I mean, you could uh, see you could see draft. eight tight ends go in the first three rounds this When's year, which is pick? unheard of. When's the Chiefs pick? Well, we're last because we won the Super Bowl. Oh, y'all did? <laughs> yes. Y'all won? So, yes, oh, yes. So we will pick last, like, I gotcha. and we will continue to do so for the foreseeable I future. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, my God. Jeez. But um, and, and, and If you me, win a Super Bowl and a – and XFL uh, uh, Great Cup or whatever, I'm going to die. 
Don't worry about that, Fred. Yeah, yeah there's no chance Arlington's going to win that. Uh, DC is, uh, as I said before, a team of destiny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and, and we're going to – I got a few bets while we're sitting there talking about the NFL yeah, draft please. that I really do like. Um, for one, the second overall pick, um, you can get Jalen Carter right now for plus 5000 So, uh, just to put that in simple terms, a $10 bet will get you $500. $500. So, it's worth throwing it out there because a guy that talent is going to be hard to pass up. Right. And then you also have Will Anderson, the same pick for the second second pick is plus 250, which I really love that because that's I think that's bet. what they're going to go with. And then, like I mentioned a while back, Kansas City's first position taken would be a tight end, and that's plus 1,800 odds, okay? And then you're going to get a minus 110. Like you did bet yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you can get a minus 110 bet, basically almost even money, for over two running backs, uh, or I'm sorry, over one and a half running backs taken in the first round, and I, I love that bet. So, mm. um, I think Gibbs and Bijan will go in the first round. I so. mean, betting the NFL draft, how much fun does it get? How much uh, more fun can it get? It's chaos, man. Like, it's so fun. God, I'm a. You know, on my and the uh, fans know site, just as much as anybody on that, to, right? Nothing. On my betting site, I have nothing to choose from. There's just a couple little things I didn't. I didn't have. All oh man, you can there. You can bummer. bet almost everything. All right. Like what color suit is such and such? Maybe I need to drive to Indiana tomorrow. Well, I'm going tonight. If you want to hitch a ride, are you had uh, going to Druthers parking lot <laughs> over in Jeff? Yep, I'm gonna uh, go to Waffle House and get a smothered, covered, and scrambled, and uh, <laughs> sit in the old truck, make some bets. I go. personally drive to the. Uh, the one on uh, Eastern Boulevard? No, it was the old – it's the uh, Sheraton. Oh. Now, off yeah. of Exit Zero. I used to uh, – used to be the, the Ramada Inn. Mm -hmm. I, I drive over into that parking lot, and that's where I make my bets. Hopefully, not for very much longer, we'll be able to bet right here in the comfort of the downstairs pub studios. Yes. Before too long. Fellas, I want to throw it around the room to everybody – uh, for one final thought, whether it be NBA, uh, NFL draft, uh, something else that you saw this week, baseball, any sort of uh, quick tidbits that you might have, Tuna, what do you have? Um, Pittsburgh Pirates are just fun. That's a fun baseball team. Yeah. I if you don't watch much baseball, just tune in and watch the Pirates play. I mean, they're beating the crap out of the Dodgers eight to one right now. Love their uniforms. That's uh, they're sitting in first place. Good Andrew pitches. McCutcheon's back up there. Like yeah. Cuddy's up there playing. I yeah. mean, they, that's just a good. Are they going to break team, out man. the Willie Stargell hats this year? That would be sweet. <laughs> they should. I'm sure they will yeah. at some can point. Round, can, they can, can, can round, yeah. four uh, round stripes. The stripes go around. Yeah. We are family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all I got, man. Uh, for anybody that's a casual baseball fan, tune in and watch the Pirates any chance you get. Awesome. Fred. Uh, well, I want to talk about uh, real quickly, and we have hit on this uh before but I, I i saw a funny little story here on uh one of the kentucky derby entries we talked about it for about two minutes last time wild on ice folks is 
Maybe one of the biggest long, long shots in Derby history. He will come off at maybe 99 to 1, if not higher. Uh, he's a gelding for one thing, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, his jockey is 60 years old and has won like 4,000 races, guys, in New Mexico. All right, listen to this. Um, he ran, when he won this race, he won the Sutherland Derby, what mine that bird won, uh, in New Mexico and at Sutherland Park. He has only ran in Sutherland Park. Any of his races have been run in <laughs> Sutherland Park. Love New it. New Mexico never went anywhere. <laughs> so he lost his first two races by 44 links, okay? Uh, meaning last by 40, uh, behind 40. He got a hot pace and closed and got this win. The guy, so so the the owner and the uh, uh, and the jo the, the trainer who's Joel Marr, who is very well thought of throughout uh, the the country. Believe it or not, I'm not believe it or not. He is very well thought of. Uh, he used to have a horse, a filly called Pepper's Pride. That won 19 races in a row, folks. And he was, he's, if you look on between 2005 and 2008, um, he, uh, it's just amazing. This horse had $49,000 in lifetime earnings, uh, wild on ice. Okay. So when they won the Sutherland Derby, they did, you have to fork over six grand for a nomination to get a Derby. They right. had 24 hours because that race was on Sunday and the deadline was the next day. They didn't know how to send the money in <laughs> to Churchill Downs. I love it. The, the, and the trainer goes, uh, well, uh, 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 Bill, we just won 398000 in the Sutherland Derby. They'll take our six grand. And uh, <laughs> so... Dude, they didn't. Uh, it's just funny that the the guy says I didn't. It's kind of one of the where I didn't know to pay the waitress at the table or pay at the register. <laughs> and uh, so it is going to be unbelievable. This right for this 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 is going to be the, one of the stories of the Derby. These guys are going to be feeling like they're at the Oscars or something. You know what I mean? It's I'm going like, to tell you right now. Wild on Ice is the official Derby horse. Of the Blockout Sports yeah. Pod. You're damn right yeah. he is. No yeah. question about it. I mean, this, I guarantee this, that jockey will come on oh, our podcast. Here's the story. <laughs> Dude, you know what? You got a point there. So we need to reach out to him, man. Ken Tohill is his name. Well, I'm Ken gonna, I bet he doesn't have Twitter or email, so I'll just send a pigeon <laughs> hey, his way. One more see thing is there. the Sutherland Derby that he won was the slowest in history. <laughs> slowest run race in in. In uh, Sutherland Derby history. God, I love him. It just keeps getting better and oh, better. yeah. That's a Derby story, guys. I love it. Ike, and on to you. Yeah, Ike, uh, you got anything for us here? Last I, thoughts? Well, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. You know, I'm a documentary guy. I got a few documentaries oh, you might want to check out. That's what I'm talking about. Love it. I on, love it. On Showtime, there's two good documentaries I watch. One is called Chasing Lightning. It's about the story of a UFC guy over in Britain that gets caught up in a huge bank heist. I won't get into anything else. It's four parts. It's 
crazy. It's excellent. Okay. Chasing Lightning. Wow. And it's on Showtime. Showtime. Okay. Another one on Showtime, it's called Second Chance. It's about the guy that came up with the bulletproof vest. You know, cops and, like, soldiers actually have to buy a lot of their own bulletproof stuff. Yeah. So, and he called them saves. So, he was making these great bulletproof vests. All of a sudden, they went public. Some things happened. I won't get into it. Two great documentaries on Showtime, Chasing Lightning and Second Chance. And last but not least, I was pleasantly surprised on Hulu, the two-part Brooke Shields documentary. I mean, just check it out. I, the things his she, her, her oh mother put Lord. her through, the Blue Lagoon. Uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's it's all there. And you know what? I didn't know I was going to sit and watch all of it. I watched Every minute of it. It was excellent. She's a talking wow. head in it. So those are what I was going to say, those three documentaries. I'm glad you said that because there's no way that I ever would have just watched a Brooke Shields documentary. Exactly. But you telling me that, I probably will know. Yes. That's awesome. Guys, uh, I feel like this was a great episode tonight. We really oh, yeah, got into good. we yeah. really got in deep uh, into a lot of things. It's our I can't, 25th. Why not? That's right. I cannot wait uh, until next week when we – Start really breaking down the Derby. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening week after week. Please tell a friend. Uh, check us out on social media. Um, and we will be back recording, we think, next Tuesday night with the episode dropping on Wednesday noonish. Um I feel like that's about all we have to uh, all we have to say tonight. Again, thank you all for Go listening. Minnesota Wild. Go DC Defenders. And Sorry for caca. <laughs> so uh on that note, uh for our very special guest, Mr. Ike, Eric Eichenberger, the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kemp, and the fabulous one Freddie Benders. Caca. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.